0: Hello friends, Uncle Marv here with another episode of the IT Business Podcast. You are watching or listening to the Wednesday live show presented by NetAlly, our number one ally when it comes to network diagnostics. And we've got a lot of news, a lot of stuff going on in our industry, but we are going to be chatting with Tim Golden, founder and CEO. Of compliance risk with a little twist happening here. So, Mm -hmm. Tim, thanks for coming out. And uh, we'll get chatting about that. Let's see here. We also have a fantastic Florida man story coming up. And I want to give a little bit of a recap. And a sad trombone sound for trying to run two RDP servers in a Hyper-V environment. did we talk about that last week? Yeah, that was my tech audit, Mm -hmm. which uh, I did not have the monthly queue ready, but this week I do. So I had asked for some feedback where I had given uh, kind of a summary of the stuff that I did the week and before. For a client where we migrated 51 users, they had uh, multiple offices, one of which was still on a domain through a VPN, blah, blah, blah. And we converted them to a completely remote office, created two terminal servers for them because I felt that there should be no more than 30 people on a remote server, at least for this client, because we have other remote servers for other offices. And 30 people is about where it starts to hit the max performance. And with this server, I thought, well, I'm going to beef it up. We got a nice server with 256 gigs of RAM, solid state drives. Now, we did only get one processor. So I immediately am going to have to rethink that. And we did two Hyper V machines for them. And I asked for people to give me feedback on that. So I have on the website now at itbusinesspodcast.com, you look in the tabs, you can click on the monthly queue, and the question of the month is basically asking you to give me feedback. What suggestions or comments do you have based on the tech audit that I did, which is episode 567? So you can go there and give me your comments or if you're traveling and on your mobile device, the link will be in the show notes so that you can just click it there. It's on the the uh, screen here as well. Actually, I should probably go ahead and put that in the chat because somebody, somebody will probably go fill that out while we're talking here. So to everybody watching us live on YouTube, Twitch, and LinkedIn – We are doing without the Facebook tonight. There were technical difficulties between StreamYard and Facebook. It was on the Facebook's end, so they are trying to fix something. So I had to redirect Facebook listeners over to the YouTube. And I know at least one person that came over. Other Facetubers I know are kind of lazy, and if they don't see it pop up, they're not going to go look anywhere else. But uh, we are here now, so... Uh, head over to dot com, click on the monthly cube, and give me your feedback on my tech audit. Tim, you were very active during that show in comments, and you commended me on my forward thinking of the ten gigabit network cards. Absolutely, and so far that's not helping.
1: Really interesting. <laughs> well, I guess you're only as fast as you know your weakest link, right? So. Right. Great, 10 gig network cards in the building. But if you only have, you know, a T1 in the building, then
0: yeah. (laughs) Yeah, this customer, so they've got a 100 meg internet connection. We're bumping them up to 500 in the next couple of weeks. The the internal network, so we've got one dedicated 10G switch for the server. So the two remote servers are on 10G. Uh, our Synology file server has a 10G card in it. So that's 10G. Uh, we're going to be doing some other servers with 10Gs. And then we're putting in one of these multi-gig switches. Right. So it's got a combination of the, the 10, the five and the two and a half, uh, so that we can get other parts of the network on multi-gig as well. So that's, uh, that's down the road. But mm-hmm. you're right. If somebody's still got a, you know, 100, 100 meg network card, it doesn't matter.
1: Right. It's great in the building. It's how do you get to it? So, you know yep. that and, and by the way, thanks for having me on again. I always enjoy coming on and chatting with you. And you know, last week on your your episode about you know building out the infrastructure, um, yeah, you asked for feedback. I gave a couple of ones, like clustering, for example. And um and now I'm hearing a little bit like oh, maybe we need another server, maybe we need another CPU. Is that kind of what I'm hearing a little bit?
0: It's it's a weird situation. It's one of those things where I think I explained it a little bit. They were just – they just grew and band-aided things as they went along. And by the time I got to them, they had a couple of remote servers dedicated to each of their remote offices. And that's right. how they would remember and I did talk to them at the time. I, there was a bunch of stuff I recommended, you know, uh, doing sure. a far, terminal server farm, uh, doing um, what is it? The DFS to replicate yep. data across DFS, the I two offices. Saying, yeah, yeah, And they were just like, no, that's not a big deal. You know, and well, it was it's like,
1: because no. it's because of what, what did you call him? Johnny Gatekeeper or Bobby Gatekeeper. Some I forget what you called him, but I know I, I remember the story a little bit.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah my. uh my wannabe Tech who is their firm administrator. Uh, just today he was just <laughs> it's so funny. He he won't he won't ask for help. He will ask for me to show him how to do things. And I'm like, you know, it's just a lot faster if you would just say, Hey, can you do this for us? Yeah. That's why you're paying me. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, you know, and some people want to learn. We've I've, you know, in a co minute situations, I've run I've run into that several times where You know, they want to learn and they want to grow. And I always try to use this analogy with them. And I was like, I would never hire a plumber to do my electrical work. Now, a plumber knows how to pull things through the wall, right? Because he pulls pipe, he knows how to hook things up. He's smart and he's very technical. But I would never have my plumber do my electrician. The right person for the right job. Yeah.
0: It is amazing because I've I've used that analogy with them before. They're lawyers. And yeah. I always ask them, I say, Hey, can I take your place one day in court? Yeah. And they're like, Are you <laughs> nuts? <laughs> I'm like, exactly. well, that's what it that's what I it's like every guy. time every time you want to hop on my server, that's what it's like.
1: Yeah. I can litigate that.
0: No problem. <laughs> yeah. I mean with chat GPT, I can, you know, I can come up with a nice little defense.
1: Exactly. Everybody with shot GPT can do, any, can do anything nowadays,
0: right? Yeah. Oh, man. So, Tim, uh, you're on because you had some news that you guys released last week. And, you know, that would have trumped any of the news that came out recently. It's uh, Let's see. One Password says yes. that it might have been targeted follow the, following the Okta breach. <clears throat> so they have found some suspicious activity in their network. So they're thinking, oh, people must have been targeting us as well. We're getting reports out in the wild now where Kaseya, let's see, I'm scrolling. That's why I'm not, I don't have it written out in paper ahead of me, but here we go. Kaseya CEO, Fred Vakola promises major advancements and innovations for MSPs. Hmm. So. Big news there, and I know a lot of this was probably mentioned at DattoCon, which, by the way, was in Miami near me. No, I did not go. <laughs> so, uh, but they're offering a lot. They're offering a lot more when it comes to business process automation, flex for backup. Uh, I'll have the link to that article there. But your article, of course, caught some people's attention. That. uh $3.5 million investment from Bellini Capital. Yeah.
1: So um, so for those that don't know the story, right, I have to give kudos to our good friend, Matt Fox. I should probably tag him because, you know, the, the journey of how I got to where we are today has been pretty interesting, right? Obviously, you know, being an MSP, being in the space, building a peer group, teaching MSPs, all the stuff I've sledged through in the compliance I started out as the compliancy guys. And I quickly learned, like, oh, literally, I just like pigeonholed half of the physical population by calling me the guys. Yeah, that's not good. Let's do this over. And so, my my good friend, Matt Fox, uh, who's over at MM, um, um, MSP Media Network now, um, literally, Christmas Eve, we're sitting here, my wife's at work, and I'm like, dude, I got to do something. And so, he's got, he's got, Adobe Illustrator open, you know, watching Die Hard, you know, a couple beers in, we're like figuring this all out and poof, compliance risk was born. And so that's, you know, gosh, a year ago now in January. So, you know, fast forward, here we are, we get our product, we get our compliance program in place, we get our governance app up and running. We launch at right of boom last February. Thank you, Andrew Morgan, for, for, you know, looking out for me as a very first time vendor at a very first event. I was petrified. And then I sat down at lunch and I kind of knew who this guy was, but I wasn't really sure. And then he's like, hi, I'm Arnie. And I'm like, oh, Arnie, that kind of rings a bell. I think I might wait. Is that Arnie? Okay. So I sat there and had a conversation with him, probably like two and a half hours. It was long. And he just kept firing away and firing away and firing away. And I was, you know, where I could honestly answer questions, I did. If I didn't know, i flat out, because that's kind of who I am. I'm a pretty straight shooter. About two and a half hours in, he's like, well, you know, Tim, I like everything that you're saying. For the last two hours, I've been trying to plug holes in it. I can't find any I'd like to invest. What? <laughs> and so and this kinda happens frequently. Like I hear something like that and it just keeps going because 'cause I'm like focused on the next thing. And then I pumped my brakes and I was like, all right, so what does that look like? What is next steps? And so, you know, fast forward, you know, summer travels, my daughter got married, blah, blah, blah. You know, kinda that process takes a while. And here we are, you know, rolling into September, leading up to IT Nation. We got all our T's crossed, our I's dotted. Our stuff governed. (laughs) Woo-hoo. And and here we are. Arnie did make an investment into us, Bellini Family Capital. He's got multiple different properties inside of Bellini Family Capital. And now we're part of the family, right? Things like Connect Secure and Nine Minds and a couple of others I can't mention yet, but you'll find out soon enough. And so having him as part of, you know, part of this, you know, part of this group, part of us is, you know, is really great. I'm, you know, I'm very humbled. I I don't know how else to say it other than I'm glad that somebody like understands the vision and having him as a, you know, as a sort of co-founder, principal investor, like business acumen. Yeah. I'm learning all this stuff and I've been learning, but Arnie comes with that 20, 30, 40, 50 years of experience in the MSP space. So being able to look at him as a mentor, being able to look at him as And that led to compliance scorecard, right? That's where we're headed. And that's where we're rebranding into compliance scorecard.
0: All right. Well, I'm going to have links
1: to it. I I need a correction, typo. It's not Bellini family capital. It's Bellini capital.
0: But we are part
1: of a family. So that's just how it rattles off in my head. But my, 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 yeah. my chief wrangling officer is texting me, letting me know, like, whoa, hold on, correction. <laughs> so,
0: All right. So I have the link there, Bellini Capital. That'll be in the show notes as well if you're wondering who they are. And we'll talk about them a little bit. But, of course, the real question I got to start with sure. is this. What does this do for you guys And Pitch It? You mentioned IT Nation. You guys Uh were a part of the Pitch It program this year. Mm -hmm. What does that do? Still in the running?
1: So if you're familiar with the Pitch It program, you know, dozens will enter. Only two or three will emerge, right, that whole Thunderdome thing. And so when it came up, you know, into September where they were narrowing down that, what was it, 26 this year to the top three. Um, we weren't picked, which was okay. Cause I wasn't hurt. You know, what I learned out of pitch it now going through it twice was some of that business acumen that led me to having those conversations appropriately. So did this put me out of the running? Absolutely not. I think that the companies that they were chose that were chosen for pitch it are really great organizations. And I, you know, I'm excited to see what happens at it nation in a couple of weeks. We'll be there supporting them.
0: All right. So you won't be getting my complimentary souped-up set of steak knives.
1: that bring in there. <laughs> <laughs> no, we did not win Pitch It. We were not one of the top three finalists, but that's okay. Somebody has to win, and
0: we have other
1: things going on at the moment.
0: I think you did okay. You did okay. So, of course, now people are going to ask some of the questions. I I won't ask all of them, but of course, uh, let's start with, does this change any of your long term thinking or does it enhance it? I
1: would absolutely say it enhances it. With the exception of the rebrand, right? When I was kind of, you know, going through these conversations and thinking, you know, everybody talks money, they talk this, they talk that, and budgets and whatever, I never considered a rebrand, period. And once we got all the T's crossed and the I's dotted, Arnie opened my eyes up to the marketing genius that he is, which is we need a mascot. <laughs> we need something with eyes. The chevron it's a little hard if you think about it, right? It's military. It's and and I, we think our checkers, our boxer is a little bit more playful, and that's who we are as as a company. We're more playful. So, yeah, I agreed. The rebrand is extra. Oh, look, see what do you get there? Who's that?
0: This is the ruckus dog. Yeah. So you're gonna replace that here, and uh, we'll yeah. get a uh, compliance scorecard. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, yes, the the things that will, I guess, really change in the big vision is, oh, my gosh, now we have the power of a marketing genius, right? We have that to help us build a brand, right? We have a great product. We're building a great company. And now we're going to have a great brand with a compliance scorecard.
0: All right. So why don't we do this? Let's go back. And for people that maybe don't know who you are. I know most of the people here that are watching live right now and in the chat, they know you, they love you. But for people that don't know, what are some of the pillars of what used to be compliance risk now to be compliance scorecard? Sure.
1: So we started out in the space by consulting and educating and giving free advice to MSPs way back in 2021, 2021 and we recognized like i was basically losing a couple days a week giving away free advice not sustainable so we reorganized restructured and put together a compliance focused peer group teaching msps the stuff that i've sledged through for 20 years as we built that cohort in that peer group showing them the tools that I wrote. I mean, I've been writing web-based applications since the 90s. Did I just date myself? (laughs) And, you know, building sort of bed ramp, if that's a term that people probably don't know or care about, but building web-based applications safely and securely. And I thought, with good friends telling me and guiding me, hey, you should take that crappy little desktop thing that you wrote, sassify it, and bring it to the MSPs. And so we did. We looked at the space. We did some product market research. We tried to understand what tools were out there. And we found a gap in a lot of the governance risk and compliance tools or the GRC tools. And that gap was none of them actually governed. See, I'm a big change management, right? Audit logging, change management, attestation, like process-oriented person, So I found that niche and I filled it with the first ever governance as a service platform dedicated to MSPs. And wouldn't you know it when we launched four or five months later, NIST added a governance domain. Nice. (laughs) Right. So we're very well positioned to help MSPs with their compliance needs, either from a teaching and training or from the platform and operationalizing their compliance offering. All
0: right. And you do have policy pacts that are geared towards many sectors. So, of course, you've got your HIPAA, FTC, safeguards, yep. uh, CMC, CSF. What is that? NIST
1: CSF. NIST CSF? Yeah, cybersecurity framework. Cybersecurity
0: framework. Okay. Yep. Nice. Um, Got yourself a nice uh, document repository. uh, Of course, the weekly MSP focus groups and provisions for end user training, adoption Mm -hmm. monitoring, and e-signatures.
1: Yeah. So let me clarify the training piece, right? We're working with a couple of security awareness training partners. I do not want to make end user videos. That is way people far smarter than me. When we talk about the training piece, if you're given, I don't know, an employee handbook or an acceptable use policy, you should probably know what those things mean and how, you know, how those apply to you as an individual within the business. So we provide that kind of training. You know, here's the employee handbook, read through it, understand it, be questioned on it, and more importantly, sign off that you've adopted this policy or this procedure that really builds that defensibility in your end client, right? So when you were talking to lawyers, right? They like all their T's crossed and their I's dotted, right? With our platform, with our policy scorecard, one of the features in our platform, they'll be able to get all that attestation, all that signature, all that stuff saying, yeah, our users were trained. And when we're sitting in front of the jury of our peers, we can prove to them that we've been doing this work like we said we've been doing.
0: All right. Is is Polygon still going to be the name that you use?
1: It's funny. It's really kind of <laughs> funny. So Polygon was just a code name. Like, you know, when apps come out, they need a code name. And so I was telling you earlier, Matt and I were, you know, noodling of things around. And I'm like, I need a code name. I don't know what I'm going to call it, but let's call it, I don't know, policy or polygon is a shape. And initially I was like, you know what? I am going to shape the future of policy management. Polygon. Until somebody told me, all right, I'll just throw it out there. I know my wife is listening. (laughs) I know my wife is listening, but I'm just going to throw it out there anyways. And I said to my wife, I'm like, yeah, we came up with the code name Polygon. And one of her first reactions was, that's great, except what happens when the platform is down and your policies are gone?
0: Oh, Polygon. There you go. Was uh, all
1: right. Okay. It's just a code name. <laughs> but so now Polygon is policy scorecard. All
0: right. Leave it to the wives to always remind us of the little things to I pay know. attention to.
1: Yeah, so Yeah. Yeah. So. We have, let me just end or sort of recap with this. Polygon is now policy scorecard. We have asset scorecard, assessment scorecard, vulnerability scorecard. We have 19 different products on the roadmap around the concept of scorecard for compliance and governance and risk. If you think of it like high school, math, reading, science, all summing up into your GPA... That is what we're doing. Individual, see, there's my wife. Individual, <laughs> individual components building your overall compliance scorecard for yourself. And by the way, we offer this free internal use because you should be doing this work on yourself, and then you're operationalizing it for your clients.
0: Yeah. So the platform seemed pretty complete, and I know that one of the things that came out in the announcement is that. Uh, the investment is going to help you expand the product, uh, the product roadmap. So, yeah. do you know what that is I yet, do. or is that stuff that's okay? Well, anything you want to announce now?
1: <laughs> so, what we're trying to roll out before IT Nation, which will be at IT Nation. For those of you that are listening, uh, November eighth, come by the booth. We're giving away uh, us and our sister companies. Nine Minds, Connect Secure, and Compliance Risk or Compliance Scorecard are giving away a drone, an iPad, and a Windows Surface. We have this little passport. Come get your stamp, get all three stamps. You get how that all works. Now, back to the roadmap. So, as I mentioned just a few minutes ago, Policy Scorecard, that's out and running already. That's our flagship to start. Asset Scorecard already out and running in, in production. And, and by the way, nobody's doing asset management the way that we're doing it, automating it all, getting it at, you know, signed off and attested all that change management. So policy scorecard asset scorecard assessment scorecard is done. It's in QA right now. So we'll be able to have an assessment module all tying back and all tying back and forth and we just gamified the compliance frameworks right so everybody loves their dashboard with their red yellow green charts so if you're rolling out hipaa for example do your sra your security risk assessment do your policies your procedures your baa's and then in the platform you'll be able to see where you're scoring on your HIPAA assessment, or your CMMC, or your
0: CIS. Now, is that something that's going to be able to replace a risk analysis?
1: Mm-hmm. That is the that is the whole point, right? So uh, you want to know big vision, right? You want to hear yep. you want to hear, you, you want me to drop the bomb. I'll drop the bomb, right?
0: Yeah, drop it, drop it. That's
1: so so. MSPs have access to all the data, right? The RMM, the Microsoft tenant, 30 some odd different tools, all this disjointed data, right? What we're doing at, at Bellini Capital with all of our family and sister companies is pulling this together in a data lake, putting structure to all that unstructured data and then microservices around it. MSPs have the data across multiple different platforms, pulling that into a structured ecosystem or a data lake where then we can microservice out of it. So if you think you tie in tool ABC123 into our data lake, we can reverse engineer that. We can check the boxes that we know the checker, right? We can check boxers that we know because you have Sentinel-1, you have Defender, you have this, you have a SOC, you have a scene. We can check the boxes that we know your tools can do for you. We can also generate the policies and procedures, right? Because we know what you're doing. And then we just put it to MSPs managing the risk register, the risk exceptions, We know, hey, you can check 20 of the 30 boxes, but the other 10, you got to deal with. And what we're going to build is helping them manage that risk for their clients.
0: All right. This is all going to be looking good. And just to put a nice little button bow or something around that, Bellini Capital, it's not just that it's necessarily you know, one of these venture capitalists or when he, yeah. Bellini Capital believes in investing in companies that make the world safer, smarter, mm-hmm. more sustainable. And Absolutely. cybersecurity is one of the pillars that they do. So uh, we're looking forward to great things there. And of course, we as solution providers, this is our wheelhouse. This is what we yeah. we, we're going to have to deal with this.
1: Yeah. I mean, Arnie's got a lot of great, uh, philanthropic things that he's doing, you know, some great tie ins at University of South Florida, not just cybersecurity. Like that's part of when, you know, for, for those SaaS vendors that might be looking for investments, right? There's a lot of things you should be considering. We, we considered like who, who, who are they as a company? What are their core values? What are their mission, right? And so that was really in line with what we were thinking. Like, they do a lot for the environment down there. They yep. work with the college down there, right? This is all in Tampa. This is all Florida, yep. right?
0: Tampa, Florida, you know, big on conservation. So yeah. really good.
1: So, yeah, we're, we're, we're very excited. You know, Arnie is super smart. And, you know, I've been learning so much from him for the last
0: couple of weeks, well, a couple of months, actually great. Well, Tim, again, congratulations. I know that you are going to be in a continual whirlwind mm. with uh, answering questions about this, going through the rebranding. Uh, probably going to get a lot of demos now. Hopefully. And uh, that should be good. So uh, I will have all of the links there. Uh, we'll have a link to the article, too. It's a really long link. If I put it here in the chat, it's, I mean, it's going to
1: I have a short URL I can dump
0: it. Okay, we'll do that. Yeah, it's a a long link, but we'll have a direct link to the article. Uh, Io and Bellini Capital are all there as well. And then Tim, as a guest, if you are on the webpage or in the podcatcher, you will be able to click on Tim's guest bio and contact him there. Yeah, we have all that, Tim. You didn't know that.
1: Perfect. I, I need to give you a new headshot—the one that was on the cover for this. I was like, "Oh my gosh, that was when I was like twenty years ago." <laughs>
0: That's what you put out there, man. I, I, you know, you I know. you need you need a media kit. I actually
1: have one. Complantris.io/slash/logos.
0: Oh, okay. See, we'll have to go That's grab it
1: our very first episode, I probably didn't have. It's, I think this is like the fourth time I've done off.
0: Yeah, you're you're getting to be a regular.
1: Well, love it. You know, I always enjoy talking to you. Your show's like just left. last week. Your show was great talking about you know your build and that stuff. I just love it. It's great. So I appreciate you having me.
0: All right, then uh, get ready for Florida Man or random question because that's coming up in a few okay. minutes. Perfect. And uh, so before we do that, though, I need to say thank you to some folks there. I mentioned <laughs> the show is presented by Net Ally, uh, the number one ally. They basically for 25 years have provided some of the best handheld tools around that help you diagnose and troubleshoot networks in as little as 10 seconds. So head over to netally.com and do uh, your due diligence there. We have another live show sponsor in Computers Done Right, Manage Service Provider in Venice, Florida. That is also on the West Coast, just a little south of Tampa. So Florida man. Well-represented tonight. They not only do managed services, but they help with computer repairs, website stuff, social media management, anything you need pretty much. uh, ComputersDoneRight.com. And a good friend of ours, Corey, over at Instant House Call, if you are a new and emerging MSP, or if you're looking for a change in remote access, or you just need a one-off, if your RMM is installed on all your agents, but you need something to do those one-off remote connections, Instant House Call might be the thing for you. has all the same features as the big boys. You can white label it and do all of the stuff. So head over to instanthousecall.com, get signed up for 15 days free, and you don't even have to put in your credit card to do that trial. And of course, we want to say thank you to everybody that is a contributor on our patron page. And the support that we get from the show is going to help us do bigger and better things. So head over to itbusinesspodcast.com, click on the sponsor page, support them. And I do need to say, I saw a big, huge jump in Amazon money this past month. And uh, if you head over to the website and you click on shop Amazon. Uh anything that you do once you click that link, we get a little commission. I don't know, one percent, two percent. Uh nice. save that as your as a you know a link on your homepage or your desktop there. And anytime you shop Amazon, click on that and help the show out. Listen, it's not gonna hurt you. You're shopping Amazon anyway. Help a brother out.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff though. I'll I'll have to remember that.
0: Yep. And let's see here. Uh, Tim, I didn't prep you for this show because of the nature of the announcement. I wanted to make sure you did that, but you know the drill. It's Florida man or random question. Uh, any chance you have a story in your local area that might challenge Florida man or do you want to answer a random question?
1: Can I get a random Florida man question? Can I just combine the two? You know what? There's always interesting stuff around here, but I'm going to let you decide to trip me up.
0: All right. right. So let's get a random question here and let's go. Ooh, I'm going to skip that one because your wife is watching. (laughs) That's okay. (laughs) All right. Here's an interesting question. Where is the last place? The last place you've been where you felt completely out of place?
1: Hmm. That's a really good question. It's kind of a hard one. Um,
0: yeah. Cause knowing you, I mean, it can't be a conference can't be, you know, unless it's a client. You know, all right.
1: So, I mean, I might back up to it nation secure two years ago, not the past oh. one, but the one before that. Okay. Um, you know, for those of you that know, I've stopped drinking, right? Because, you know, ticker heart issues. And so, but that I was at secure. And as you are all well aware, you know, sometimes there's the big parties and the big bashes with lots of drinks and lots of stuff flowing. And I was pretty out of my element, right? So not only did I have the challenge of abstaining from alcohol, which I didn't have a problem with, but it was just I, yeah, I was I was pretty out of place in there. So
0: a lot of fast forward, I'm
1: good now, but it was like coming out of COVID, not traveling anywhere, not drinking anymore, going into a place where everybody knows each other, is drinking. My first conference in 10 years, like, yeah, I was pretty out of place.
0: Yeah, interesting. Well, brave soul and uh, congrats mm-hmm. for, for uh, not falling to temptation because that's one of those yeah. places where a lot of people normally do.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I didn't really. I, I have a you know a heart problem with it, but not. It wasn't like yeah. You get what I mean. Right. So yeah. it's a personal choice so that I can actually be around for my family and be around for our first granddaughter in December. Ooh. Had to get that plug in there. <laughs>
0: there you go. All right, Maureen, throw some claps up for that. So, all right. So tonight's Florida man story. Is actually, I had two really good ones to choose from, but this one is in honor of my friend Don Sizer, who for some reason, when it got a little chilly uh, last week in Florida, uh, only down to 59. So it wasn't, you know, it's cold for us, but not cold enough for the freezing iguanas, which she wanted to see uh, when she was here, but. A Florida man had an unwelcome guest in his home after an invasive iguana decided to hide out in his toilet. Gary Greenspan of Hollywood, Florida, which is right down the road, posted videos. And I did not do the videos, but I will have the links for them. He posted videos of the reptile on his Facebook saying he was waiting for animal control to come and get it. Just kind of ridiculous. They're they're tiny. You can just grab them with the hand and throw them out. But uh, the funny thing is, is releasing captured iguanas is prohibited down here in Florida. Ah. So it's not like you can just take it and, you know, throw it out the backyard or, you know, run it down the street into somebody else's yard. So uh, for those that do not know, green iguanas are now they're more than a menace. They're more than annoying. They are an evasive species and they are just multiplying. Uh, and, and that's just one of the things down here. Everybody brought pets over and iguanas are just ridiculous. And this is not the first time this has happened. There have been several cases of people finding iguanas in their toilets. And uh, like iguanas, snakes, snakes, Rats all make their way into the plumbing by entering the stacks on people's roofs and bypassing the toilet's pee trap. Gross. And when your toilets are not being flushed frequently, they become homes to friends like his iguana. So the lesson in that is flush your freaking toilets. (laughs) (laughs) So,
1: all right. Funny iguana story. Yeah. My brother... Like, my brother had an iguana, but my brother was never really home that often. So he had the cage literally outside my bedroom door or this whatever. And, like, iguanas aren't really, like, a New Hampshire thing, right? Because, you know, right. it's, like, 40 degrees out right now. And so... um when he brought it, like he would always be gone, and I'd be like trying to go to bed, and the thing would be like scratching at the cage, keeping me up all. I'm like, I finally was like, Brian, you have to get rid of this thing. I mean, he had it for years after he moved out, and it got humongous. But yeah, bleh, I, I, all right, I'm deathly afraid of snakes. Now that I've just said that publicly, everybody's gonna deathly afraid. Yeah, like they've. Even just saying it makes the hair on the back of my neck. Ooh. So, iguanas are a close
0: cousin. <laughs> so, you wouldn't make it down here. We got a lot of snakes. Yeah. You know, we got I'm pythons. A, yeah. Pythons in the Everglades that are, you Ooh. know, 15, 15 feet.
1: I know. You're saying it and it's giving me the heebie jeebies. <laughs> yeah. Bad childhood snake experience. We'll save that for when we're in person.
0: Okay. Maybe we'll do that at IT Nation because you'll be there. I'll be there. I know some of the people. Henry, Tim, I'm sure will be there.
1: Maureen, my wife, will be there as well. My my co-founder, Maureen, will be there with us as well at the booth.
0: Okay. My wife will not. (laughs) (laughs) She will be here manning the fort while I'm away. But, uh yep, IT Nation coming up November 8th through the 10th mm-hmm. in Orlando, Florida. So, those of you, I don't know if they have tickets left, but if you're in the Orlando area and want to hang out, let me know. Uh, I will be there. I'll be there for sure Wednesday and Thursday, Friday. I think I have to visit a client in the area, and uh, we'll see how well, that we're, goes.
1: Well, we're sponsoring the block party, so you'll have to come on hang out at the block party, the one that okay. George does from B-VoIP. Um yeah, we're excited. It's I'm bringing the whole team, so there'll be five of us at the booth. Um I'm very excited this is Maureen's first conference in the IT space. So, you know,
0: bear with her, please. You <laughs> oh, no, she needs to bear with us. She needs to You need to you need to prep her appropriately. Let her know some some stuff might happen.
1: Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> she deals with me, so she might be pretty well prepared.
0: <laughs> All right. So I will ask this, how's the swag game? So,
1: um, like I said earlier, we're on the hybrid compliance risk to compliance scorecard move. We have not officially made any compliance scorecard swag yet. So we do have some compliance risk. I have our shirt that on the back says just document it. And come get them because there'll never be a, another compliance risk shirt. So, limited right. time, limited series, once in a lifetime deal, all that fun stuff.
0: All right, I will make my swag run. I do I you know, I probably shouldn't do this but I'm going to. So, you know, I usually don't use the swag I get. I have the shirts hanging in the rafters, Tim, if you yeah. ever I've, yeah, I've got that and I'll have the mugs and stuff around. I swap them around the pins I will actually use here. Mm-hmm. And so Michelle Icardi, if you or one of your people ever watch or listen to the show, this is a Lion Guard pin mm. that broke. Hmm. So there was a whole capsule thing here with the the clip. You know, most pins will have the clip on the side. Well, that broke. This all fell apart. And this is this is one of the reasons I started evaluating swag. Okay. To let companies know that this is, you know, this represents your company and Michelle Lacardi, good people. Good people. Yep. Very good guest on the show.
1: Yep. Michelle's great. gotta,
0: Gotta step the swag game up there. So
1: so, Marv. Uh, yes, yes, sir. Yes. We're planning for our next conference, right? A boom in February, right? Where we'll, we'll have the new brand all rolled out. What should we do for good conference swag?
0: So, and here's
1: you a lot of reviews on them.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so here's here's how I look at swag. Uh, you know, there's always the staples. There's always the shirts, which are good. There's always the pins. And I don't mind the staples as long as they they stand out and they're different. And I'm not talking in the phrase that's on them, but it's got to be yeah. a good quality shirt, a good quality pin, one that you're gonna yeah. want to wear. Now I don't yeah. wear the shirts, but if it's good, I will I will hang it in the rafters and keep it up there. Uh and there's gotta be a good story behind the swag. Gotcha. You know, something that the way I look at it is swag should be something that people want to use, not mm. throw away and be disposable, which is how people used to view swag, where they would be the, the cheapest plastic pens yeah. and the cheapest, you know, stuff. So, I mean, swag is good. Anything, I mean, yeah, you know, even the little bottle openers.
1: We uh, used course, to call those church keys.
0: <laughs> yep, uh, I did right. make a comment that I have not seen enough of the cable uh, stuff. You know, yep. where the multi cables for your phone and your chargers mm-hmm. and stuff; those are starting to come back. Mm-hmm. I was never a big sock person, but I, I get the appeal of the socks. Yep. But
1: not me either.
0: Yep, so, especially when there's
1: two of them, then you're sock too. Wait. <laughs>
0: Oh, but, um, but are you but are you SOC2 compliant? If, if one gets lost.
1: <laughs> Little pun there, right?
0: So well so so let me tell you what,
1: what and Maureen's probably hearing this for the first time. One of the things that I was thinking about was since we have checkers, branded dog bones to bring home for your pets. Or cat treats or dog treats. Because a lot of people have cats and dogs, right? Get a custom branded, well-made, you know, we've got actually a, a place here uh, not far from us that makes like all natural dog biscuits and cat biscuits. No?
0: I'm, I'm absorbing that because we, we never wanted to be animal people, but we, we became cat people. We, mm-hmm. of course, have, you know, ducks and iguanas. And toads in our yard and stuff, which we shouldn't in the city of Fort Lauderdale, but we do. Mm-hmm. However, I I agree with with Heather. Let me just do this. Terrible. <laughs> what? <laughs> Terrible.
1: Yeah, Maureen, I shouldn't hear anything for the first time on a podcast.
0: <laughs> so here's the thing again. Again, that is something. First of all, it's it's too specific. I think. Really. And it's it's kind of like a disposable. It's where okay, you're just you're gonna go give a treat to your pet. Um, It needs to be something that gets displayed.
1: Well, so I mean, I would love the ability to, and this is an idea that I was having as well and toying with it. Being able to make like plush versions of our of checkers, smaller size. You know, I don't know if you can see Cloudy behind me from OIT on the top shelf, yeah. but they have the little, you know, Cloudy, right? Doing the same kind of thing. Like, we, I mean, swag is great, but give something yeah. to the kids. You know?
0: I, get to I get it. I get it. And it's tough, too. I mean, you don't want to get too carried away. Swag can get expensive. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I, I get it. So it is becoming harder to judge the swag, but I'll keep doing it. So, I'll do the yeah. swag run. I'll see what you got, and then we'll we'll talk afterwards and you know when you guys do the right of boom, we'll see if we can give a little influence to you perfect, perfect. right so well, awesome. Tim, thank you for hanging out and uh <laughs> oh you gotta love this uh i gotta i gotta meet Maureen <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's why so we've uh, she actually dubbed herself Chief Wrangler. Yeah, she keeps needing to wrangle me in, right? Big vision, big land. Eh, no, 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 reel me in a little bit.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think she was. Uh, I think she was harping on me for getting on you with the swag. So we'll see. We'll see. But all, so. right. all right. Well, Tim, thanks for coming on, and congratulations again on partnering up with Arnie and getting your investment to expand services and continue the growth in the channel. You're doing good things. Something that we need. Uh, as an IT service provider. So kudos to you, sir.
1: Well, thank you. Thanks for having us on. You know, I've always enjoyed our time together. I look forward to seeing you at at IT Nation in November. Uh, You get to meet Maureen and the rest of the gang, uh, you know, stop by the booth, and we'll come over and hang out, and I'll buy you (laughs) a (laughs) water. All right.
0: right. So actually, oh, Maureen agrees with me. So there you go. That that works out good. All right. Well, Maureen and Heather, Chris, and everyone watching us in the chat, thank you very much for watching. If you are listening by audio, thank you for subscribing to the show. And uh, I'm not one of those people that say click and subscribe and do all of that, but just hey, tell a friend, come back, hang out, and help me provide good content and basically help support anybody in the channel. So itbusinesspodcast.com. We'll be back with another show next week. There, I'll, I'll do it. You'll, you'll do it? Yeah.
1: Pull up the comment. <laughs> Since you're
0: not one to do it, I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> I can just bear. Share that bell. Time, ding, 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 <laughs> uh, So that's going to do it, folks. Thank you very much. Uh, we will be back again, as I said, next week with a new show. And uh, until then, Go out. And make some money, do some good. We'll see you soon.